Yeah. Yes. That's a teenage boy to pick up it when we're done here. It's it's Friday. Raiden's at church. Ah. Jacob's at his girlfriend's house. Okay. Okay. Father, thank you for this opportunity for our family to come together to share your word, especially on this topic of unfaithfulness, Father. I know that this is a topic that you desire your bride to know everything about. I, I know that you want us to learn this and to teach this to others to disseminate the knowledge to the body. And Father, therefore, as we study, we ask that you would open up our eyes, open up our hearts, give us revelation of unfaithfulness and faithfulness. Let your word settle from our minds into our hearts. And may your word lay down deep roots in fertile soil. Amen. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come and teach us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, last night we read Malachi chapter 2, verses 13 through 16. And, and that's, that is a hard teaching for most men. Yeah. That's a, that's a beating for the men. Uh, and, and, uh, and I think it's important that a man always take those lessons uh, first when we're having this type of conversation about unfaithfulness, because because we all know where these verses are going. These verses are going to go into the parts about the wives submitting right. themselves to their husbands as Christ is the head of the church. So that doesn't mean submitting yourself to your husband as you see that is right and proper in today's day and age. It doesn't mean that we're submitting ourselves to our husbands um, as under our own terms, under the terms that we can accept. This means wives submit yourselves to your husbands. And I, I can't tell you how many men that I have admonished because they're out there looking for women and they're looking for women with eyes to see in what is beautiful according to the world. Yeah. What, what is the beautiful according to the world? And, and, and if a man is looking for a woman that is, that is beautiful according to the world, he's very likely um, looking for a destroyed relationship. That's, it, it's very likely looking for that. I'm not saying that there aren't women who are, you know, spectacular. Proverbs 31, inside and out. But it's 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 not it's not common because to be a Proverbs thirty one wife, you put away a lot of the things that 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 the world calls beautiful, like the sexy clothing and all the makeup and the earrings and the uh, a lot of these things that that are the outward signs of come hither uh, of Proverbs thirty one wife will put away. And so what I'm saying is I, I teach men all the time to, to read the Proverbs 31 and to read the different translations of Proverbs 31 and to understand that they need to renew their mind, that when you're, they're looking for a woman in their life, that that is the epitome of a beautiful woman. 
Right. That is the pinnacle of a beautiful woman. If you want to look for the perfect woman, look look for her through the eyes of Proverbs thirty one. And uh, and I and I have taught my my sons that I have taught my sons that, and I'm I'm very proud, Elise. I'm very proud of Thank my you. of my sons, um, the way that my son has learned to select a woman in his life. Very proud of that. I, the little bit of, of interaction we've had, I know that whether it's by design or whether it's God's hand, um, there is a lot of Proverbs 31 wife in you. Thank you. Man, so, that's a compliment, Elise. She's a good woman. Mm. She keeps my son out of trouble. Oh. In which... I love you too, baby. <laughs> Thank you. She keeps my son out of trouble. She keeps his head screwed on straight. And and you know that at that age, they've got to have some problems here and there. And, yeah. she, and she's never out publicly. She never publicizes anything. Nothing at all. Good girl. All right. So. Um, husbands are unfaithful so after reading Malachi 2 last night we're going to go into all of the things that where, where a husband can be unfaithful all right um, and I'm I'm not going to come wagons on the first verse I want to read for you tonight is from 1 Timothy 5 8 did you pray? Yes. I missed it? Okay. Either that or I'm brain dead. Forgive me. Go right ahead on. We prayed. We prayed, but but yes, um, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely want to pray before we, uh, and if I ever forget, I'd much rather somebody remind me. Okay. You're not brain dead, Mom. You have a renewed mind. You have the mind of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, darling. I cling to that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Mel learning to sweep up her confessions, man. <laughs> All right. So the first thing that a husband does that 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 he's unfaithful, and and there's going to be, as we go through this list, I know that there's going to be some painful memories, and and that's okay. That's okay because. I'm not trying to dredge up, I'm not trying to dredge up hurt, but I'm trying to help us renew our minds to understand that maybe a man would do such a thing like that because he never was taught. He never was taught what was unfaithfulness according to God's word. And if, and maybe, just maybe, if he understood the betrayal, the unfaithfulness that he was committing towards God. Not towards his wife, towards God. Then maybe things would have been different. But let's go down this list. The first thing that an unfaithful man does is that he doesn't provide for his family. An unfaithful man will not do his best to provide. 
Um, there are circumstances when men's injured would, you know, there, there, there are accepti- acceptable circumstances. But this is a generic statement about we all know the men who are unwilling to go out and earn a living to take care of their family. So I'm going to read to you from 1 Timothy 5, verse 8. But if any provide not for his own, or whoever fails to provide for his own relatives, if anyone in his own taketh not forethought, and especially for those of his own house, it says in particular those of his immediate family, he has denied the faith, he has repudiated the faith, he has contradicted the teaching of faith, or he has no right to say he's a Christian. And he's worse than an infidel. Yes, the word infidel is in the Bible. And is having and is behaving worse than an unbeliever. The word infidel is unbeliever. A person with no faith. That's a tough saying. But in today's day and age, it's shocking to me how often I see this. That there are men content to take whatever part-time job they have and to say, well, I just don't make enough. That's just it. Uh, that, that, that's all I can do. That's all I can do. I, I have never been wired that way. My family will all tell you that all the years these boys were growing up, I was working nonstop. Nonstop. Not just at my job, but when we were home, we were working, or I had another job. And then when I was home, we were still working. And, and that's how I, I've always managed, by God's grace, to, uh, to provide for my family. I've been through some pretty hard times. I've been completely wiped out completely wiped out multiple times completely wiped out right down to no clothing wiped out not a piece of bread to put in my mouth when when Aaron was a baby I sometimes went as went four or five days without eating until the next paycheck so that Aaron could eat it was we had tough times we had tough times. So, all right. The next thing on our list is a man is expected to be the spiritual head of his household. It's not okay for a man to sit back and let his wife be the spiritual head of the household because he doesn't want to make waves. It's not okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if that's offensive to anyone, but, but in accordance with God's word, that's, it's not okay. It's wonderful if a woman is a man's helpmeet and that together they lead their household spiritually. But it's not okay for the man to take a back seat. It's not okay. And 
And uh, that's right. First Corinthians, I'm going to read to you from First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of a wife is her husband. And the head of Christ is God. This is the order that God has ordained. This is the God-ordained order. There, there is no way around that yes. statement right there. He says, I want you to understand. I want you to understand. In, in other words, I, I, I earnestly desire that you get this. The head of every man is Christ. The head of every wife is her husband. And the head of Christ is God. That is the order of things as God has ordained it. You will hear all over. But, 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 but. None of that is okay. None of those buts are acceptable. God has set the, or the, the, the order of things in the family. And he expects them to be obeyed. To not obey God's order is unfaithfulness. If he causes his children to stumble, a man is unfaithful. If he causes his children to stumble, a man is unfaithful. I'm going to read to you from Matthew 8.6. Matthew chapter 8, verse 6. Somebody's making a bunch of background noise. That is hideous. And saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Hmm? I think I wrote that down wrong. I wrote that down wrong. Golly. <laughs> All right. Well. And all the Bible say that's the first one I've done. <laughs> Let's let me let me just wing this. Dad can back me up. He knows all the verses where that, that this pertains to. But a, a man, fathers, fathers, don't provoke your children. All right, don't provoke your children to anger. There's another verse that says it's better for a man if to tie a millstone about his neck and to throw himself into the ocean than to be a stumbling block to even one of these children. Right. And uh, I don't know where I got. I, I got off on my notes. Sorry. Uh, I think 
one of your notes should have been uh, uh, chapter 5 of Ephesians and possibly chapter 3 of Colossians. And uh, in, in particular, Dad, you want to call a verse? Uh, <laughs> both of them talk about, uh, definitely, I think chapter 3 of Colossians talks about provoking your children. In other words, you need to make sure you're, if you're correcting them, correcting righteously. Yeah. Uh, you, you explain to them what they're being corrected for. And then you do the correction because you never, never should correct when you're angry. I learned, I, you taught I, me that. And the wives to apply to them as well. Don't let the sun set on your anger. Exactly. Yeah, never, never go to because bed. Because why? Because it gives a foothold to Satan. Exactly. So, yeah, the next day, the exactly. next day is going to be worse. The next day will be worse. And and it, it it only has to happen to one of you. You're one flesh. If you. It, that's correct. That's what it says. It uh, marriage is a hundred hundred. Yes. It's not fifty fifty. You're one flesh. So if one of you allows yourself to go to bed angry, what you're doing, since we're talking about unfaithfulness, what you're doing is you're going to sleep and leaving the front door open on your marriage for Satan to come in and plunder the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's unfaithful to go to sleep angry. And dad is absolutely yes. right. When when one person in the marriage goes to sleep angry, the next day will be worse and the next day will be worse. And the next week will be worse and the next yes. month will be worse. And and, and you will absolutely if it, undermine if it's the marriage not that. and destroy it from within. Nice. Always be quick to yes. write wrongs yes and always be quick to repent always be quick yes. to repent it does no good for one person in the marriage to always you know there's lots of jokes about men if you're going to get married get married you better learn to how to say i'm sorry it, it <laughs> there is some truth to that there is some truth to it yeah but it does no good for a marriage to have one person in the marriage saying i'm sorry all the time well, I'm going to give you a real good one on that. The verse says, Husbands, know your wives. Just about the time you think you know your wife, you don't know your wife. That's right. <laughs> so, a, a man has to be cautious, loving, and quick to respond goodness towards the wife your mother is the sweetest thing i know that is quick to ask for amen and all of us amen have to learn that we all, all have to learn that absolutely absolutely so a man is unfaithful to his family Next thing down the list, a man is unfaithful to his family if he trusts in man. 
if he's planning to take care of his family because he put all of his trust in man, if he, if his trust is in his boss, if his trust is in his friends, if his trust is in his neighbors, if his trust is in his buddies, if his trust is in man, he's being faithless to his family. And I'm going to back that up with Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. Cursed is the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the, or, from the Lord. He makes, he, makes flesh, he makes flesh his arm. What does that mean? If a man says the Lord is the strength of my life, then he's not trusting in the strength of his strong right arm. He's trusting in the strength of the Lord. He's trusting in the strength of the Lord to make his arm strong. A man's trust needs to be in the Lord. If a man's trust also, now there, here's a key thing that a man needs to, that, that we all need to remember and that wives sometimes need to remind husbands of because we forget, especially when we're young and we're getting promotions and we're getting attention. Because let me tell you, when a man goes to work, especially if he's a hardworking man. Are you still there? Hello? Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I can hear you. Okay. So let me tell you, when a man goes to work, if he's a hardworking man, he'll be he'll be kind of glorified. At work, they'll always tell him what a great job he's doing. They'll always tell him how important he is. How how much they appreciate him. They'll show their appreciation to him. In fact, there's generally some women slinking around the office at work that'll be happy to tell your husband the same thing. And, and, and so a man will have a tendency to start trusting in himself. I want to add that to the list. When a man starts trusting in himself to be a strength, when a man starts saying, I'm going to get this promotion, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and, and you know what? I think you lost me completely. And within a year, or if a man is saying, if he's saying within a year, this is going to happen and that's going to happen, then that man is trusting in himself. He's lost sight of his trust in God. So, so not only is, is the unfaithfulness if a man is trusting in his boss or trusting his friends, trusting his co-workers, but also if the man is trusting in himself. Now, okay, it's 9.30. We'll, we'll wrap up right there tonight. And tomorrow, I promise I'll go through my verses first and make sure I have the right ones written down. <laughs> um, it sounds like we lost Dad halfway through that call for some reason. Uh, so, so if Dad can't hear, 
I'm gonna let's get Mel to pray us out tonight. How about that? Yeah. Come on, prayer warrior, bring it. Oh gosh, Father. God, you are so glorious and you are so good to us and we love you. We love you, Father, for every single wonderful thing that you are and everything that you do for us is just a cherry on top, Lord. I thank you for the time that we have had together tonight to seek your, your, your face and to learn your word. I thank you for each person on this call and I pray that you bless them and you give them new revelation, Lord, deeper revelation. Father, I just want to thank you for your goodness and your favor and for the gift of faith that you have given each one of us. Lord, I pray that you give us new eyes to see Everyone that we encounter, as you do, may we have the heart for them, Lord, to love them right where they are. I thank you for my brother, Lord, and for putting this upon his heart to disciple his family, all of us, Lord. That he stands in the gap on on so many levels for us. Mel, did we lose you? We praise you in the name of Jesus. Hello? Yeah, we got you. Oh, okay. Did you miss my prayer? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I prayed. I don't know if you heard it or not. No, no, we heard the whole thing. Uh, it just at one point you dropped out for me. Okay. Good night, hey. everybody. I love you. Good night. I love you, family. God bless you. I love you guys. I love you, darling. Thank you.